Welcome to the Real Marathon Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the best in film each and every week. I'm Rob Carraher. And I'm Danny Carraher. And this week, we are going to be talking about Lin-Manuel Miranda's uh, directorial debut, Tick, Tick, Boom, uh, which uh, debuted on Netflix, I think, two weeks ago, one week ago. I can't remember now. My time is all a little bit out of whack. Yeah. I think it was about two weeks ago. Yeah, I think about two weeks ago. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, I want to just real quick talk about uh, our change in format. So uh, based upon our schedules and also trying to kind of streamline our shows a little bit more and make them a little more digestible for the average listener. Um, We're going to take some of the segments that we've been doing and put them out as their own shows. So if we have our countdowns, we might put a show out uh, that's just a countdown. Um, If we want to talk about like a brand new trailer that came out that we're really excited about, maybe we'll do a show where we just kind of talk about that. But that way we're, we're keeping our shows um closer to that half an hour range if not shorter um and and it makes it so that if somebody wants to listen to our show during their commute uh they can do that and uh hopefully it's beneficial for everyone including us um so these shows will probably start releasing kind of randomly um just when we see movies and when uh big news pops up we might throw out a show here and there. Um, but I just wanted to quickly talk about that format. So in staying true to this new, new format, let's get into our review of Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, so Tick, Tick, Boom is actually an adaptation of a Broadway musical that was written by Jonathan Larson, who is um, famous for his musical Rent. And this is an autobiographical musical. Um, so the IMDb brief synopsis of this is on the cusp of his 30th birthday, a promising young theater composer navigates love, friendship, and the pressures of life as an artist in New York City. So that's kind of brief. Um, But I think that kind of encapsulates what the film is about. And uh, yes, this film is about Jonathan Larson. And we have Andrew Garfield playing the main title role of uh, Jonathan Larson. So what did you think of Tick, Tick, Boom, Danny? I was a huge fan of this movie. I I think... Part of it is maybe that I didn't have a ton of expectations going into it, but I think a big part of it is Andrew Garfield's performance in this. Um, It's the best performance from a male actor I've seen this year. Um, I think that the music, while it's not, I would say like amazing music, I think that it's still engaging and it gets you invested. And that's really in terms of, uh, musical that's really all you can ask for and i think it's interesting because this is um a movie that features stephen sondheim it's also we're recording after the news of stephen sondheim's uh passing recently and uh he's a composer 
of musicals whose lyrics and music might not have always been the most catchy, but he always told character-driven stories and he got you to invest in his characters through those lyrics. And I think to some degree, this movie does that pretty well as well. Um, and I'm not saying it's on that Sondheim level, but I was thinking just about how much, you know, you got a feel for what these characters were going through. And specifically because it is so focused on Andrew Garfield, how he um, is able to embody that. Uh, it's a great movie for any person who has been involved in theater or has been an artist in some way, shape or form. It speaks to the, um, messiness of going through a process of building something that's original. And I, I, I just thought that was so refreshing in a way that, um, you know, you see these types of stories, but it, it for whatever reason really struck me in this particular movie. Um, what did you think before we talk about the specifics? what did you think, Rob? Um, so I went into this pretty excited because there was a lot of buzz around this movie as it released on Netflix, which is really great for um, a film like this that, frankly, going into award season, I think was being kind of uh, underestimated a little bit. Um, so I was really, really excited to see this. And I don't know that I loved it as much as you did or as a lot of the critics um, I, I do have to say that Andrew Garfield is absolutely fantastic. Um, I think a lot of the other performances are really fantastic as well. Um, but the music is okay. Um, but it, it is not to me overly memorable, um, sort of in the same way as in the Heights, uh, where I feel like there, there's some okay songs, um, but there's nothing that just kind of, hits me up across the head and I have to like go and immediately listen to it when the, when the show is over. Um, I also didn't love the narrative. Uh, I, I don't know that Jonathan Larson as this character is an overly likable person. Uh, like there, I, I was somewhat irritated by the fact that um, he, he, kind of is pushing these people in his life away. And uh, in the end, I just, I, I think it left a little bit more for me to, to want from it. Um, mm -hmm. So I ended up giving it a seven out of 10. Um, and a lot of that is because, I mean, the, the good part of that is because of the performances. One thing that I do want to say is we maybe kind of segue into talking about uh, some of the elements we liked and didn't like about the film um, is that I love the fact that Lin-Manuel Miranda basically just cast, but other than Andrew Garfield, he cast uh, a bunch of Broadway stars uh mm -hmm. as as the other people in in the film um mm -hmm. andrew garfield and then with uh, a couple of the other side characters that don't even sing um they they aren't grounded in musical theater um and so he basically had surrounded these people with people that uh with actors that that that's their first love is musical theater. Um, and I thought that was really, really cool um, because there aren't a lot of directors willing to take that risk. Um, and 
I, I think that worked. The only, the one thing I do have to say about that though, is first of all, I'm a huge fan of Joshua Henry, who is one of the main uh, singers in, in like his cast within the, within, cause it, it, it gets a little convoluted because there's like, it's sort of meta in the way that it uh, plays out. Um, but one of the main actors in his production is, played by Joshua Henry and Joshua Henry is a big time Broadway actor. Um, he originated the part of Burr in Chicago. Um, and I really, really wanted to see him when uh, Hamilton was in Chicago, but he had left by the time that I got tickets um, because he has an absolutely fantastic voice. And I, uh, I didn't feel like the film really showcased his acting abilities that much other than Andrew Garfield, um, Alexandra ship, and you could maybe, Oh, and uh, Robin de Jesus. Uh, other than those three, there isn't a major performance from anybody else. Um, and I think I wanted a little bit more of that. I don't know why, but like they, like I said, this film just, it's, it does a lot of things really, really well. And like you said, for somebody who has a background in musical theater and um, grew up being a theater kid, uh, they're going to absolutely love this film. Um, but it just didn't quite get there for me. Oh, I want to just to, make my case for this movie a little bit. I want to push back against something that you said. Uh, I think that I ultimately, I, I think that he is not a likable character and very much, but he kind of gets what he deserves in a way um, in the sense that he pushed away these people and it amounted to not a whole lot, you know, like he, yeah. and so he, he recognized, I think that he, you know, in the pursuit of something that he thought was really amazing, it ultimately wasn't what he thought it was. And he also lost some friendship, a relationship with his girlfriend, but then also other people as well. He strained those relationships. And I, I guess I really liked the, I mean, maybe it's too much on the nose. I, I think just how much it's about the time you have with people and that focus is uh, to, to me that struck me and I was really um, interested because I didn't know anything about Tick Tick Boom before this. Neither did I. Uh, I was interested in how they layered the story at first. It took me a while to get into it because I was like, how is this, what is happening exactly? But then I, once I figured it out, it worked. And yeah, I was, I was into that, that layering. So I, I feel like narratively, that's why I am okay with kind well, of how I think that it you hit at what makes the film interesting, but I feel like they didn't, it doesn't take it all the way there. Um, and I wanted more of that and less of kind of his eccentric self, like working through some of these issues because like they ultimately that's the part that's interesting is those relationships. And uh, they spent, there's a lot of time spent with him, like worrying about himself mm. and uh, you know, he's an egotistical type of person. I mean, uh, yeah. as 
in the end, this story is probably not being told if Jonathan Larson hadn't died earlier than uh, he did. And if rent didn't become the phenomena that it was. And uh, because I don't, I don't know that there's anything that's overly special about his story. I think for a lot of theater people, they can relate because that's their journey is sacrificing all of these things um, just to have a shot at, at the big time and to make it. Um, and so I imagine there are a lot of creative people that really, really resonate with this, but as somebody that is not an overly risky person, <laughs> um, I, I didn't maybe resonate with the character as much. Um, yeah, you're right. He, he's kind of a jerk for <laughs> the way that he treats people and, uh, his friend, um, played by what what is the character's name i sh- I, I should michael have is the character isn't it yeah 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 michael um his friend michael i feel like treats him better than he ever should considering yeah, a better friend than the jonathan larson deserves um, yeah yeah and, and, and frankly and, susan his his girlfriend also treats him way better than he deserves yeah, she, he's frankly way too patient with him in his process of deciding like and so, so I've, I think that the, and we, we can add in other areas, but I think we should maybe talk about at least the directing, the acting, and then the music separately, just to get sure. a little more in detail. Can we start with just like, I think the uh, conversations about the directing in this is that Lin-Manuel Miranda kind of maybe wowed people in a way that we weren't expecting. Lin-Manuel Miranda is like such a, he, he's almost kind of an exhausting persona in some ways, just because he's so like energetic and he's got so much passion that it, it's great, but it almost doesn't like, you feel like it's too much sometimes. And I didn't feel like this movie was too much in some scenes. There's a lot of scenes that have to be eccentric because I think Jonathan Larson is being portrayed as very eccentric. Yeah. And I think that is where maybe there could be some critique about um, the, t- the consistency of that tone in the movie. There's sequences that are like very like just kind of goofy and bizarre. And then sequences that are heavy, I think straight drama type stuff. And um, he does a pretty good job of walking that line for the most part, but I think sometimes it's just a little inconsistent. I th- one example of that is like the goofiness is there's the, I can't ever remember his name, the actor's name, but it's during when they do the uh, panel and uh, Bradley Whitford is do is portraying uh, Sondheim and the other guy keeps just like repeating everything that Sondheim says. It, yep. It's, it's goofy, but that like kind of works with the character that they've established as Jonathan Larson. But then, like I, I thought that sequence where Jonathan Larson's playing piano on stage, uh, while I liked that song and just the story it told, I felt like it was almost a little too like melodramatic, given everything else that had happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I, I, yeah. Um, tone wise, it was sometimes hard to kind of put my finger on the pulse of what he was trying to go for and maybe that's just the source material that kind of lends to that um 
And I, I'd be, I would be interested to see this played out on the stage and how different it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are things that I think this movie can do that a stage production cannot do that makes it frankly more effective in this way. Yeah. Um, because you can have that juxtaposition in that change and that editing that moves between um, scenes pretty quickly, but mm-hmm. uh, in which they do a lot. Like it, it flips back and forth between like a lived out reality and what's happening on stage. And in that, I think it, that can be kind of exhausting, I think as a viewer, but at the same time, it, it's a cool representation of those, those songs. The best example of that in the movie, and I, I'm curious to know if it worked for you, but it's the breakup scene. Yeah, I think the song's called Therapy. Therapy, yeah. yeah. And that is like, I don't know, it, it, it's, the scene itself would be so boring, but it's the Vanessa Hutchins and uh, Andrew Garfield on stage performing it and doing those kooky smiles. Like, yeah, it's like puppets or something. Yeah. And it's just the way they do that and the like body movements for whatever reason, it just was like really worked for me. Yeah. And, it, and it, I like, it was funny because it was like simultaneously like true to what was happening in the scene, but also like uh, critiquing every dramatic breakup scene. And I instantly thought of marriage story <laughs> in that yep. sequence where he said, what, he's like, I, I wish that you were dead or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, uh, that that's actually my favorite scene in the entire movie is yeah. that sequence, because I just think it's, it's a nice juxtaposition between the serious, the seriousness of what's happening in the reality for him and how it's being portrayed on their, their stage production mm-hmm. um, with kind of a goofiness. And uh, I think both uh, Andrew Garfield and Vanessa Hudgens nail it in that sequence. Okay. And then um, just to kind of have that, that contrast between Andrew Garfield and Alexander ship um, having a, a typical uh, fight um on screen now here's here's the thing i gotta say about lin-manuel miranda's uh his direction it's good but i feel like you can tell that this is a debut film um that there isn't a lot of stuff that's overly special um in terms of the way that it's shot um I, I think it's okay. Uh, I will be interested to see if he continues to want to make films and if he tries to do some different things um, and how he would progress as a film director uh, because it's a lot different than anything that he has done previously. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, and you have to kind of see it in a little bit different way. Um, so I, I think maybe that is probably an area where I have dinged it a little bit um, is just that compared to a lot of the other big time films that are coming out this year, uh, the, the production maybe isn't on quite the same level as some of the other big time filmmakers. There are a lot of people that are really, really applauding this, this uh, direction here, but I just don't think it's quite uh, on par with some of the stuff we're going to see here 
over the next month or so um, from some of these top-notch directors. I think that the other thing is it's it, he's kind of just he, he is a little bit using just whatever tool he can use in his tool bag, but doesn't seem like there's like a lot of uh, direct purpose in the way that we see with some other directors. One thing that I think I was really impressed with though is I'm constantly thinking about how on or uh, film versions of musicals can feel very corny and especially like group music songs. Um, and there's one that I'm that's sticking out in my head and it's just the riff. Of, it's like a parody of the Sunday song from Sunday in the Park with George by Sondheim. And you, I think that he actually does good a good job of shooting group songs and not making it about seeing everything at once, but getting each individual section or group to like get their moment. And that scene is cool as a, as a theater person. I'm not as aware of all of all who those people are. But the other thing I, I think I was impressed with is he was able to show us um, like, in, so I'll compare this to Dear Evan Hansen. We, I was really critical of the direction in Dear Evan Hansen. I think it was like, basically lazy directing in terms of a musical because it was a lot of let's shoot this scene the same way we shot the other five songs in this and the only one that was different was uh sincerely me that was the only one that felt like it but i think that lin-manuel miranda did a really good job of making each song feel like it had it just did a little something different within the movie that there, there was the sequence with him and his best friend that they're dancing around his new apartment that felt like very similar to like the sincerely me type. Yeah. Vibe. yeah. And, and the, the ability to kind of show those real life performances as they're on the stage um, in 3090, which is a song that I actually think is pretty dang good. The opening song. Um, and that, mixed with all of the edit edits and everything that just really worked for me. So I think he, you know, I would be interested to see him direct more musicals um, and take on some other challenges as a director. Cause it seems like he has promise as a director. Well, yeah. And I mean, he's, he's kind of a, a prodigy in terms of his creativity um, so you know that he can continue to get better and better. Um, so I, I definitely, I don't, I don't want to come across as saying that this wasn't a great, a, a good effort, because I think that this is a really, really, really solid effort for your first go around at making a film. Um, the, I think, I think the source material helped though, because it really lends itself to do a lot of the things that he wanted to be able to do. And that he actually did that's that sequence you were talking about. That's kind of a parody of uh, Sunday uh, mm-hmm. is I don't know how I felt about it. It felt a little out of place to me and like they were trying to like showcase too much. Uh, it, I can do that. It kind of took me out of it as much as I loved the fact that they brought they got all these big time uh, Broadway actors from across time. Uh, it, it it just felt a little too like pushy to me, um, and I don't know how I felt about it. Uh, 
yeah, like it kind of, it, it was the only, to me, it was the only song like that <laughs> uh, where it kind of pushed, it, it just had a different tone, I think, than the rest of the film. And so uh, it could have maybe worked, but I don't know. I, I, I don't quite know how I feel about it still now. It felt like it was maybe doing something different than the rest of the songs were doing. Right. And for just the sake of putting a bunch of big name Broadway actors in there to celebrate those actors and be like, Oh, look at all these people he got. Um, and like with him pushing the front of the cafe down, um, like I, I don't, I don't know. I, it, it just didn't, it didn't quite click with me in the way that I was hoping it would, as I started to see this reveal of all these Broadway actors that I like. Um, but I don't know. I, the way I, the way I justify it in my head is it's already such a meta movie. Uh-huh. I could kind of excuse that sort of thing. And, you know, I, I guess it was a little bit, you know, of just kind of an afterthought for, for me. Cause some people I recognized and some people I was kind of like, Oh, that's who that was later after the fact. But yeah. Um, we've already talked a little bit about Andrew Garfield. Do we want to say anything um, more specifically about, just his performance, what he brings that we haven't yet seen well, this year. I just think that he's such a dynamic actor. He, he hits the highs and lows so well. Um, there's a scene where he is talking to his girlfriend where you can just see the pain behind his eyes as his eyes well up with tears. Um, and he, he just hits that. So on, on the head and uh this is certainly a performance that I <clears throat> I imagine probably should get nominated for Best Actor, probably will get nominated for Best Actor. Um, I don't think he's going to win, but uh, it, it is certainly uh, should be in that conversation for when I think about uh, all of the years and some of the Best Actor lineups and how poor some of those lineups have been in the past um like it would be an absolute shame if he didn't get included in a, a five person best actor lineup this year yeah and the other thing that makes it impressive to me is he's singing too i mean that's, a, that's oh yeah cool. yeah we didn't even talk about that he is really really good yeah his his singing voice is good and the he's able to express well while singing and it it's sometimes when you have a big star who is so i'll look at la la land for example it almost felt like they were so focused on getting the singing right that the acting then is taken down a notch yeah and i did not feel the way that way it felt like his singing and his performance was completely integrated together so that it it was all worked and you were all, you know, you bought that that was this character. This is who he was. And it also helps that this movie, the music and the perform and the like story are such so intertwined to begin with, you know, um, music is such a huge part of the, the actual story. So that helps, but yeah, um, I, that was particularly impressive. And I think that something he does well too, is he, is always an actor who is raising the performances around him. I don't, even though like, it's easy to say th this movie's very focused on him and he's, you know, like clearly 
the center of every scene. Yeah. And that's on purpose. But I think that he is probably a good actor to act off of for other people because he gives you so much and he's always reacting to what you give him. And uh, th- that made like particularly the scenes between him and his roommate and him and his girlfriend so dynamic and interesting. And those relationships were key to that, you know? And so, yeah, <clears throat> yeah I agree. Um, Robin De Jesus, I think is very, very good in this. I think he's a really good actor. Uh, I saw him in a film earlier or last year called the boys in the band, which is also a musical um, that was directed by uh, Ryan Murphy. No, it wasn't. It was by John Mantello um, or Joe Mantello. And uh, it was on um, Netflix. And I watched it. I didn't like it as much, but I recognized him almost immediately from that film when I when I saw this. And it's a very different performance in this film. Um, and the, the only thing I got to say is I wanted more. I wanted to see more of him. Uh, I feel like... Uh, I don't know if the screenplay kind of stunted some of the more emotional um, parts of it. It felt like there, there's a really emotional scene and I don't want to ruin it um, for, for those who are, are haven't seen this film yet, but um, there's a really emotional scene and I, I felt like it didn't go far enough. It could have gone a little bit more to really kind of grab at our heartstrings and uh but I, I think this performance is really good and maybe in a different year, he might be in the conversation for a best supporting actor. He still potentially could get in depending on how well this film does. Um, I, if Lindman Walt Miranda really can like push a strong campaign for this film, which I think he has the star power to be able to do it. And let's say this movie gets nominated for best picture, which it certainly could with a 10 film field. Um, I, I think there is a scenario where Robin De Jesus gets uh, in as a best supporting actor nominee. I think that you're right, though, that the script maybe holds back his performance and Alexandra Sh- uh, Ship's performance because, you know, we don't get to see as much of uh, Jonathan Larson's relationship with either of those characters. And so then, like, we just it's not enough for that them to really shine. I think they're both good actors. And um, between the two, I think that the uh, um, Jesus actor or performance is a little stronger. Um, I, it just resonated with me a little bit more, but I also think, I feel like they sort of put uh, Alexandra Shipp's character on the back burner for parts of the story. And that's partially just because Jonathan Larson puts her on the back burner, you know? As a character. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's, and we, the other thing, just speaking of performances, uh, I was like surprised when Bradley Whitford showed up. Or is it Whitford? Yeah. Yeah. Um, showed up as Stephen Sondheim. And I was like, dang, he like is acting like doing a pretty good job with Stephen Sondheim. And then, yeah. And then when they played the thing at the end, I thought that was him at first. I'm like, he really sounds like Stephen Sondheim, but it's actually Stephen Sondheim's yeah. voice on the thing. So Yeah, which that's pretty cool. Um, but no, I think that Bradley Whitford does a pretty good job. It's a very bit part, bit part that he, yeah. he plays, but uh, it, it's, 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 memorable. it's memorable because yeah. he does a really good job and he gets the mannerisms right and stuff yeah. like that. So um, yeah, it, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. 
I, I just I, I thought that was really fun. Um, because this is pretty a pretty much a one man show. Uh, yeah. There's not a lot to say about the performances, other than I think those kind of key performances. I think that it's mostly an ensemble uh, cast, other than um, Andrew Garfield, and uh, it plays as such, mm-hmm. um, which is okay. Uh, this is a this I think will probably go down as one of Andrew Garfield's best performances that he has for the rest of his career. I mean, he'll get, I think he'll get some other really great roles, but this is going to be up there um, just because it really shows just how dynamic of an actor he is. The fact that he can sing, the fact that he gets to be kind of goofy, but also pretty serious. Um, yeah. It's a, it's I a wanted, really good. I want him to do a, uh, you know, a stoic character at some point. He's, he, he, I mean, when we saw him in uh, Eyes of Tammy Faye, that was again, like a very expressive character. And then this is a very expressive character. I'd be interested to see if he could do play a character that was stoic, you know? Yeah. Um, he is, a he's not really that stoic. He, he might be a little more stoic in Hacksaw Ridge. Um, mm. He was pretty good in that. That movie like it, it relies heavily on Andrew Garfield. I never saw silence. Um, I don't know. What, I, I don't know what his performance is like in that, but that seems like it's maybe a little more even keel script um, and may, may lend to a more stoic performance. Um, uh, he's pretty emotional in uh, both the social network and uh, what is the no, one? Never let me go. Yeah. Uh, never let me go. He's that, that's just the sort of actor he generally is, is kind of more of a, uh, the emotional high emotion type character, but, um, and, and the other thing that he does, I think consistently in movies that I don't see a lot of other actors do is he's acting with his body so much, just like his decisions. I, I, I feel like that scene where, uh, he write, finally finishes the song and he, you know, presents it. He almost kneels down as if it's like, and I, I, I could see him just deciding to do that and not just like being directed to do that in any way. I, I feel like the way he holds his, his, just his posture, it's such a big part of all of his performances. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Anyway, uh, we I think that we both agree that that is kind of the highlight. His performance is the highlight of the film. Um, let's talk real quick about the music. I know we've been kind of talking about it a little bit, um, but let's talk about the music. Um, I think because of the uh, format in the way that it is portrayed, uh, that it really kind of works uh, in terms of uh at the way that it is captured on screen. Um, sometimes, obviously we've talked about sometimes with musicals, it can kind of be a little bit hokey or it just feels a little weird or off. Um, I never felt that way about this. Um, and it's because it, it's pretty uh, authentic in the mm-hmm. way that it uh, is portrayed. Um, and I think it sounds good. They obviously, when you have a bunch of Broadway or, or trained singers um, beyond Andrew Garfield, uh, then it's going to sound really good. Um, and I think it was mixed pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other than the fact that I don't think it's an overly memorable uh, 
score or soundtrack. Um, I think I think the music's okay. Yeah. Okay. The couple of st- I would agree with what you said. I a couple of standout songs though for me were therapy, and that has a lot to do with the performances in that yep. sequence. Um, I really like the thirty ninety song that starts it off. That was catchy to me. A song that is I think I like, but it just maybe feels a little too generic. Is the "Come to Your Senses," which is the big kind of yeah. Reveal which I like, I like the performance of those songs and I like kind of what it does musically, but I don't know that it, you know, for it to be such a important song for the story, it doesn't really get to that. Like it, it, it wouldn't be like a showstopper type song for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I to be a showstopper, but it doesn't have that impact that I felt like it really needed to have. For me, it it delivered more than I was nervous. It wasn't going to deliver at all because that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. There's so much build up to it. Yes. I was starting to get a little bit afraid that it just wasn't going to be very good. Um, yeah. And it, it's, it has a lot to it. Like, I think that it's a, a kind of powerful song in terms of uh, um like it, it kind of crescendos to a, a certain point. And uh, I think having Vanessa Hudgens kind of anchor it really is good because she has a good voice and she, I yeah. think she did a nice job. Maybe it doesn't, I mean, just in general, because this musical doesn't have a bunch of uh, super catchy songs or anything like that. Uh, I think that it, it's okay that it, it maybe isn't, to the level of some of the top Broadway songs when we think of that. Um, but it, it definitely stands out out of the bunch of songs in this, this musical, I'd say that it's probably one of the three or four top songs in the musical. And I, yeah, it, I would agree with that. But the, the thing that I would say is maybe, you know, my biggest critique in terms of the music is, the last song is entirely forgettable. I, I couldn't tell you even what that song is really about other than just ending the movie, you know, like I, and I can't think of how the melody goes in my head at all. Um, I re- remember thinking that the, the lyrics almost felt like it was like a mixed mat mismatched. Like it just like crammed a bunch of ideas in there. Um, and yeah. So like for, for a music, like to me, the movie essentially, feels like it ends, you know, I don't know, bef- definitely before that song. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, like, I can't even think of what that song is now. Yeah. Um, overall, I'm not so sure that Jonathan Larson is the best songwriter. <laughs> um, like even Rent, Rent has one great song that yep. pretty much should be on every best of Broadway uh, album that ever comes out. But Pretty much the rest of that show is a bunch of okay to maybe slightly above average songs. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, that's Jonathan Larson's career right there. Uh, And so the expectation that this was going to be anything super mind blowing uh, in terms of music um, I think I, I had already kind of tempered my expectations a little bit. So I, I don't know that I was disappointed in the music by any means. Uh, like I, it was pretty much what I expected it to be. Um, yeah. It's the sort of thing that if, if, 
if it was really good, you, you would have heard it before. Yeah, right, right, right. And exactly. We haven't heard it. And so, um, yeah, I, I think that uh, this is the type of movie where, or just the music where you kind of have to either see it to enjoy it, or if you listen to it, you're not really going to think about right. it again. So I agree. Um, so I think, I don't, what, what score did you end up giving it? I gave it an eight out of 10 and it's actually, I won't say where, cause we'll talk about this at the end of the year, but it's pretty high up on my top 10 right now. So, yeah, I gave, I gave so many movies this year, nine so far. Uh, I've really liked the movies this year and I don't know if it's just that I'm in a jovial mood about the movies, but, uh, I've given quite a few nines this year. And so the fact that this is a seven for me, um, it will not come close to making it into my top 10. Um, but, I, I can appreciate what it is. I think that for theater love, lovers um, who have spent some time in musical theater, uh, I think that, that they will really appreciate this. The fact that it is on Netflix makes it a, a pretty risk-free watch. I mean, other than your time, it's, it's definitely worth watching this film. Um, and mostly just to see Andrew Garfield's performance and a few kind of standout scenes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's kind of my recommendation. Uh, not everyone's going to love it. And, uh, but that, that goes with any musical. Um, so that's true. I I don't think if you're not a fan of musicals, don't watch this movie. (laughs) That's that's what I'm going to say, but uh, I really enjoyed it though. So, all right. Well, I think that wraps up our show. Uh, we'll pro- I'll probably put out a show sometime here in the next few days that is a recap of some of the awards that we have had come out this week. Our, our race for um, the Oscars is starting to take shape a little bit more. Um, and so I'm excited to talk about some of those things. Um, so tune in. Uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, we hope you enjoyed the show. And until next time, have a great week. See you later.